The Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, Episode 27. In the last episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we looked at the book, The Peripatetic Diabetic, by June Behrman and Barbara Tui, published in 1984. This book describes how someone with diabetes can lead an active lifestyle and enjoy good health, good times, and good food. June and Barbara also describe how being in nature, especially near the ocean, can produce the feeling of Polynesian paralysis, which is similar to meditation and can cause a person to relax, reduce their stress level, and enjoy life. Today we're going to review the book Catwalk, The Art of Model Style by Marie Helvin, published in 1985. Marie Helvin was born in 1952 in Tokyo, Japan. Her father was from Virginia, on the East Coast, and was serving in the U.S. military after World War II. He was stationed in Tokyo, where he met Marie's mother, who was Japanese and working as an interpreter at the American Officers Club in Sapporo. After Marie was born, her parents decided to move to Washington, D.C., where her two sisters, Suzanne and Naomi, were born. A few years later, the family moved to Honolulu, then back to Tokyo, before finally deciding to make Hawaii their home. Marie was eight years old when the family returned to Honolulu. Growing up in Hawaii, Marie was never aware that her mixed blood, white American and Japanese, would be considered exotic or unusual because so many kids in Hawaii are multiracial or multicultural. Most of her friends were half-white with varying proportions of Chinese, Japanese, Filipino, or Hawaiian blood. Marie, like many young girls, was very self-conscious about her teenage body, especially her long legs and flat chest. Her self-image was that of a gonky, flat-chested string bean with frizzy hair. Her long legs, which would later become one of her most valuable assets, were almost a liability as a young girl because they would become tangled beneath her when she played soccer and made her skirt look so short that she would be sent home from school. Marie felt that her younger sister was the most beautiful child in her family. While in high school, she would put white powder on her face just to look startling and weird. While waiting for her mother at the hairdresser, Marie would browse through the fashion magazines, but she never dared to dream that one day she might be a model herself. Marie longed for a curvy figure with ample cleavage, which, as she read in most teenage magazines, was what was needed to get the right boyfriend. While in high school, Marie happened upon a book in the library. The book was a quasi-religious self-help book about how to be a success. At first a little suspect of the title, she picked it up and found some real-world lessons for life. She took the book home and read it from cover to cover. She discovered practical techniques to overcome challenges by taking a well-thought-out strategical approach to life rather than just collapsing at the first hurdle, which is what she usually did. She realized that she could change the course of her life by simply changing her attitudes. Although it would take a few years to find her confidence, from that day on, she began to search within herself for a sense of purpose and faith in her own judgment in order to reach her dreams. When she graduated from high school at age 15, her father gave her a plane ticket to Japan so she could accompany her mother to visit the place of her birth. While in Tokyo, 
she was very aware that people were staring at her in the most curious and highly embarrassing way. Marie wore her long curly hair down her back and short miniskirts exposing her long legs, which was not typical of most Japanese women. Just before Marie and her mother were planning to return to Hawaii, a very elegant Japanese woman approached Marie in the hotel and asked if she was a model. Marie said no, she was a student. The lady asked if Marie would like to visit her company and discuss the possibility of modeling for a range of cosmetics. Marie agreed only after she learned that the woman was a friend of her mother's and she did not want to offend the Japanese woman. Surprisingly, Marie was offered a three-year modeling contract worth thousands of dollars that very day. She turned it down. One reason was her boyfriend, Russell, back in Hawaii, but she also had a million other dreams, such as becoming a dancer, an opera singer, veterinary surgeon, an actress, or social worker. Never had she even considered herself a beautiful model. At age 15 and having grown up in Hawaii, and then being presented with the chance to become a model in Japan, Marie was not sure what to do, but she did know one thing. And this is where she refers to Polynesian paralysis on page 21. She writes, There is one thing I know for sure, that I was never going to succumb to Polynesian paralysis and end up in a burger joint with her checkered hat and a frilly apron. She was going to follow her dreams and be a success. However, when she returned to Hawaii, she discovered that Russell, her boyfriend, had run off with her best friend. So after a few days of suffering teenage heartbreak, Marie decided to return to Tokyo and become a model. Her parents reluctantly allowed her to return to Japan to follow her dream, but they knew Marie did not fully understand what she was getting into. Even Marie admits that when she got on the plane to return to Tokyo, she was both excited and a little bit afraid that she had bitten off more than she could chew. Her first few weeks were filled with excitement of the new lifestyle as a model. The work was easy, and she had someone do all the planning. In many ways, it was like a bizarre parody of a dressing-up game that she and her sisters played years ago. At first, Marie was afraid they would discover all her bad points, like her teeth or lack of cleavage, and send her back to Hawaii as faulty goods. But after weeks of compliments on her beauty, those fears melted away. Marie discovered new foods while living in Tokyo, such as cheese souffle and creme caramel, smoked salmon, and wine. The glorious lifestyle and delicious food filled a void, but underneath the surface excitement, Marie was not really happy. She found it hard to make friends, and she missed her family and friends in Hawaii. After three weeks in Japan, Marie returned home to visit her family. Her family was impressed with her sophistication, but also noted that she had gained about 20 pounds. For the first time in her life, Marie went on a diet. Upon returning to Japan, her life improved. She met a top model in Japan, and they became good friends. Marie developed a better understanding and appreciation of the Japanese culture. Marie also mastered the art of modeling and the catwalk. She writes, The catwalk fascinates me. It's not the thrill of an ecstatic audience, although I have felt exhilaration of those moments, the passion, the elation, the blaze of lights, and the challenge of stepping out alone before a crowd of thousands. Nor is it the lure of money. At times, I have valued it, and at others, 
I have turned down thousands of dollars. In the end, it's the excitement of being at the pivot of a business that I know and love. The book Catwalk combines personal reminiscence and practical information about her extraordinary modeling career. It's filled with many wonderful photos of Marie taken at the height of her career. Marie went on to become one of the world's original supermodels. Marie stated that one thing she knew for sure was that she would not succumb to Polynesian paralysis and end up stuck in Hawaii. She would follow her dreams, which she did. But this should not imply that Polynesian paralysis causes anyone to miss opportunities or forfeit their dreams. On the contrary, Polynesian paralysis can help you take time to be still and reflect on your dreams or goals, things that are important to you, and discover the strength inside yourself which can give you the courage to take action and live your life to the fullest. Marie ends her book with this comment, There is one thing of which I am sure above all else. Style means knowing yourself. Aristotle said something very similar. He said, Knowing yourself is the beginning of wisdom. Polynesian paralysis, the ability to be still, relax, appreciate nature, and enjoy life, can also help you learn more about yourself and may even give you a new perspective on life. In a future episode of the Polynesian Paralysis podcast, we'll review another book by Marie Helvin, her autobiography published in 2007, about 12 years after her first book. In this second book, she uses the term Polynesian Paralysis two times, and she admits that as she grows older and wiser, she craves Polynesian paralysis or the relaxed lifestyle in Hawaii that she so much wanted to escape as a teenager. But in the next episode of the Polynesian Paralysis podcast, we review the book Hawaii, published in 1986. This book gives a slightly different definition of Polynesian paralysis, but also includes many wonderful photos of the island. Until then, please take a few minutes each day to be still relax, appreciate nature, and enjoy life. Enjoy Polynesian Paralysis, the sensible approach to mindfulness. <laughs>